Do you still have a day job and aren't sure how or if you'll be able to transition to full-time on Amazon? Today, we're gonna meet two people with similar stories. They started on Amazon while still having a full-time job, and let's see how they were able to scale the six figures with the help of unique strategies such as manufacturing in the USA, roadshows, and more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Not sure on what main image you should choose from, or maybe you don't know whether buyers would be interested in your product at a certain price point. Perhaps you want feedback on your new brand or company logo. Get instant and detailed market feedback from actual Amazon Prime members by using Helium 10 Audience. Just enter in your poll or questions and within a short period of time, 50 to 100 or even more Amazon buyers will give you detailed feedback on what resonates with them the most. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash audience. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. And we've got a couple sellers that are all over the world. As a matter of fact, here in, we're in three different time zones. It is 9 p.m. here in California when I'm recording this. And then we have people from two different time zones who have never met each other in person. Um, Abdul, I've met in person. He used to come always to our Helium 10 Elite workshops in California when he was living uh, in Jersey. And he would make that three-hour flight every time just to come to our workshop. So it's great to uh, see you again, Abdul. And I actually recently saw you in, in Pakistan last year. That was so cool. It's like we see each other in California. We see each other on the other side of the world. Um, and then we've got Gina here, who I see almost every week uh, on our weekly Helium 10 Elite um networking calls that we do on zoom where we have a, a group meeting and, and I was like, you know what, you know, I, I've, I've been talking to these, these people for a while, but I don't really know their story. Um, and I don't, and I want to learn it with the rest of you guys. So that's what we're going to do today. So welcome to the show, uh, Gina and Abdul. How's it going? Not Good, too bad. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Now let's start with, uh, Gina. I, I probably know less about, I've known you for less time than Abdul here. So l l let's find your backstory. Now, I believe you said you were in, is it, is it Texas that you're in? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Right. I'm is San, that where you were born and raised or? Born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. All right. So growing up, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, um, I didn't really know. So I was a, a collegiate athlete and, and, you know, everybody thought, oh, I want to be a professional, whatever sport you're playing, but that didn't exist for women at the time. But mm -hmm. I knew I was playing a lot of sports. And then the other side of me was, you know, I was a relatively good student in school and, and I really wanted to have my own business. My mom was very good business wise. My dad was a salesman. So I think I just had the bug early on. Um, I, I kind of fell into e-commerce. So um, I don't, I can't say like, oh, I wanted to be a fireman or a fire person or anything like that. Well, what just, was your major in, um, in college? Um, I was, it was at the time it was called business analysis. So it's a business degree um, okay. that uh, it was the early on stages of what um, people would know as like um, information systems, but on the business side. So um, the start of Excel, all the spreadsheets, it was the beginning of it. So, so was that something that you're like, all right, uh, I'm doing this just so I can play this uh, sports, but but I'll just pick whatever. Or, or did you actually have some aspirations to get into that field? Um, I did. So um, in high school, we we had um, programming classes early on. So my my like sophomore and junior year, they had um, 
computer science and computer math. And I got really interested in computers and I did internships. Like I did the whole nine yards of IT, fixing computers, don't know that, um, networking systems. And then when I went to, um, college, I went to Texas A&M. I actually got into the engineering school and I thought I was going to be a computer engineer. And then I found out really Texas fast. A&M, you know, you know, that's, um, you know, Kevin King is, uh, I do. That, that'll instantly make you one of Kevin's favorite people in the whole world. If you found out that you went to Texas A&M, I do. well, what, what, what's the phrase? Gigum? Is that what we're gig'em. supposed to say? Right. Uh huh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. And so then, oh, okay. So you're, you're, you're in, you know, all, all into computers, even since, since high school, but then you said you kind of fell into e-commerce. So, so how yes. did that fall happen? <laughs> so, um, as an athlete, like you, you're traveling a ton and when you get into kind of the upper levels of, of your degree, like you have to do, um, group work and programming in group work while you're traveling is horrendous. Like you can't just make up stuff. Like you can't meet with anybody. So I went to our academic advisor and they switched me over to business and they're like, we think you'll like this because it's as close to computers you can get, but on the business side. And um, it was the start of the internet. So I'm, I'm class of 97 and, and this was before the internet got really big, before e-commerce got big. Um, I ended up, you know, after I finished playing, working for a company that um, sold sporting goods. So I kind of fell into that. And then okay. um, and I, was, I just started out on the phones. I was customer service. You know, I knew baseball and softball equipment. And then this internet position opened up and I applied for it and I got it. And then 17 years later, it, it turned into, I was just managing content to, we created the first, you know, email program. We created the first affiliate program, the first, before Google was Google. This, I think it was called. And, and everybody, um, let me just make clear. She says she's the first email program for her company. She, she's not that old guys where she created the right. first email program <laughs> right, in, right, in like history. Right. <laughs> she was the, the origin program. of you've got mail or something. <laughs> yeah. <not about>. <laughs> she's a young person well, here, right? Well, All right, you cool. know, it was so that was that's how I fell into it. Like it, it was just one thing kind of led to another. It was a path that opened mm-hmm. up for me, and then this this web took off. So that was in '99 um, when I started, kind of in the web department. I think our our business it was the our business was like the the catalog order company for baseball and softball. So like the Sears catalog was for yeah, all of the yeah. things. We were the cat the Sears catalog for baseball and softball equipment. That's kind of what we were known for. We did everything. Um, mailer people would call in you get a catalog once a month people mm-hmm, call mm-hmm. in an order things started to shift so we started out i think we were 13 percent of the business as a web division with me and one other person and then we got bigger by the time i left we were almost 85 percent of total business coming mm-hmm. in um to the web and that's like i said we launched every every year with something new i mean you, you know you you guys know that web changes every year something new pops up sure. from qr codes to online catalogs to you know, affiliate marketing and, and even when the third party marketplaces open up, that was actually my first experience with Amazon was selling our entire catalog of product through Amazon, through um, at the time it was Jet, um, um, any third party marketplace we could get to, we, we had feeds going through. So that that was kind of my career. And I just kind of, you know, got promoted along the way for you know over 17 years and um, got people under me, launched programs, started learning everything I could. And, and that was not something that I would have been able to learn when I was going to school because it didn't exist, you know, so I yeah. kind of yeah. learned as I went along. When I graduated, I all I knew is I wanted to do something with computers and maybe something with sports. And that's kind of where I landed in a sporting goods company. Okay. So awesome. That, awesome. that's how I fell into it. All right. Well, let's, let's switch to Abdul now. So mm-hmm. Abdul, I, you know, I, when I met you, you know, you were living in Jersey. Now, were you born and raised in Jersey or in Pakistan? In Pakistan. So um, back where I was born. And uh, what, what's I, the, uh, what part? 
Now, now I can say that I've been, yes. you know, two different places there, so I might actually know. <laughs> yeah. So. If you remember Lahore, I was born in Lahore, Pakistan, and that's oh, excellent. Yep. where yep. I am. So that's where, we, that's where we met last time. Yep. Okay. So that was near your, okay. So, yeah. so then what about you? Um, did you go to university there in Lahore or uh, yeah. did you go, you know, United States? I know many go to university in UK. How about you? Uh, UK, yes. And uh, in that way, Gina and I are quite similar. I'm, I have a computer science programming background as well you couldn't have picked two similar <laughs> were you a collegiate athlete uh, as well uh, no. a cricket player perhaps that's where we differ so okay uh, okay i did my high school from pakistan and um graduated from uh, uk like you almost guessed mm-hmm. and started working for uh pro- i was started programming for new uh, london stock exchange moved to new york worked for the new york stock exchange Chicago Mercantile. I used to do a pro- lot of programming, a lot of coding. Now mm-hmm. I just test uh, financial software. So that's my main gig. And uh, okay. Amazon is something that, uh, as Gina said, that came while it came off. It was an after we, we discovered it. And, you know, it came out of my passion of the products that I sell. And... Um, Hopefully. So, so what about around what year did you did you get into e-commerce then? Uh, so around 2012, um, I started my fragrance. I had Oriental Fragrance business. I would wholesale it. I would retail it on my own website. For many years, I would hear about Amazon. And really, well, no, no, wait, hold on. Was this like a side gig that yes. you were doing while you were still doing the the stock exchange and different correct, things like that? Correct. While I was programming okay, okay. for uh, this was this was something on the side, and it it grew from there. Mm-hmm. So my growth was very organic, and uh, we've I've slowly built it up and um, kept hearing about this Amazon thing, and only started looking into Amazon six to seven years ago. And as it goes, we did everything wrong. <laughs> until I discovered proper tools like Helium 10 and, you know, pro- I've discovered a community. So only now we have come to a stage where we can say, okay, now we're back on track. And hey, I think this Amazon is better than my uh, e-commerce, my own website. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so interesting paths here. You know, we've interviewed a lot of people here and I, I ask similar questions sometimes. And, and we have people who who you know, their path to e-commerce was completely different where, where they graduated from university and they ended up doing something completely different and then they completely pivoted again into e-commerce. But it was a little bit more organic for both of you. I, I like that. You know, not a lot of people can say that, you know, they started to get kind of into the the field that was their, you know, major in, in university or, or college. So that, that's 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 good that you, you all were able to. Now, now for you, Gina, so, so you, you, you were kind of building it from the ground up at the company. So then did you actually then introduce eventually at the same company, introduce them to Amazon or get them started on Amazon? You know, you started them in email, we went from five, 10% to 80% on web. Yep. Was there eventually a transition to, to getting those products up on Amazon then? Yeah. Um, so with us as a retailer, um, we represented tons of brands. So really the feed is what um, we we were looking to expand, like how, how do we grow? We had our e-commerce website that we managed in-house. We had in-house developments. We had control of all of that. Um, we were already doing email. We were doing affiliate. So what was the next thing? And third-party marketplace was the next thing. And so it was, okay, let's 
let's look into Amazon. What do we need to do? Can we do feeds? Got our IT department to hook up our entire catalog website order. All the orders came in and flowed through our, our ERP system. And, and really, you know, it, it became um, kind of a third or fourth leg to our e-commerce um, channels. So if you broke them up into email and affiliate and um, uh, all of them, that was one of them. And it was probably the second one behind email. Email was huge for us. We had like 6 million email addresses or something crazy like that um, then. And that was, that was big at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we, we, we brought in Amazon and, and other marketplaces. So before Walmart bought jet jet was one that we launched yeah, into yeah. as well um, and did the same process as really taking other people's products that we purchased and then put them online. And we had, so it our, wasn't like your own, your own company's, you know, pro- own product, but you were putting other existing brands uh, on on Amazon that were not there. Right. And then we had our own brand too. So we had some private label there too, where we would work with our brands and say, hey, you have these three things, but we need this price point. And then we would create you know, a, a price point for that brand and, and also put that online and on our website and everything else. So, so then, that you, was- then fast forwarding to the end here, like, are you still with this company uh, or, or um, are you doing your own thing now? Oh, no, I'm doing my own things. Now, were you like Abdul in the sense that while you were doing your day job, you started laying the groundwork and building it? Or, or did you just like stop and then that's when you started your, your business? No, I had I laid groundwork. Like I okay. would come home every, every day from work and from after dinner until probably three or four in the morning, I was doing research or setting up the LLC or everything that you had to do mm-hmm. to start a business. I was doing basically working a second job in the evenings until I felt like I was ready to to leave and I and really it was a discussion with my family and my partner and saying hey like when when can we figure out that I can actually quit my day job because I'm I'm getting about three hours of sleep a day and now it's time to to transition and really like you know pardon my French but you know shit or get off the pot like I'm either mm-hmm. going to do this or not and we'll give it a try and if it doesn't work then I always go back and get a get a job like that's okay it's just what it is. And so we both agreed and, and here I am <laughs> year two. Now, 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 Abdul, switching back to you, you know, that, that, that takes me back to you. Like you, you're still doing like a day, a, a quote unquote day job, right? Yeah. And is that like an eight hour a day, um, like a 40 hour a week kind of job? Yes, correct. So I'm working, I'm logging so in. So then remotely. all this time, what, um, you know, uh, are you, were you in a situation like, like, like Gina was before? Like, you know, you do your day job, maybe have you know, a few hours in the night and then not getting enough sleep or, or how, 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 how have you been able to juggle having a day job with, um, you know, starting and then running your, your, um, your side business? Well, I'm still in that situation and to make matters <laughs> worse, I'm starting a VA agency in Pakistan. Um, oh my God. <laughs> and he's got kids. <laughs> and yes, you, you heard him. So, um, yeah, well, everybody just to let you know, um, Abdul, you know, most of us have 24 hours a day. Abdul has about 29 to 30. So, so he's <laughs> able to, to do all this, I guess. Huh? So, uh, things are getting better because I have four to five people who are, who I've trained on my own business, my own e-commerce, my Amazon. So I spend my day with them a couple of hours with them and I let them run with it. Then I have to come back and log into my U S job. So then mm-hmm. it's, nighttime for me and day for you. So I work through midnight. So it's pretty much the same, but it's getting better. And we're getting to a stage where we're able to hire, uh, we're able to sign on other Amazon sellers who are saying, look, hey, you know, uh, I'm drowning in it or my friends and family. I don't know anything about Amazon, but I want to do it. So uh, it's getting better. We're getting there. And hopefully soon I'll be um, uh, in Gina's situation as well, where I'll be doing this full time. 
So then, like, throughout this time, throughout these, you know, you've been doing this for, like, eight, eight, nine years. Yeah. What's what's the, how do you break down? You know, you weren't, were you always using a, a virtual assistance or were, was there a time where you were doing everything on your own? And then how did you, yeah. how do you manage having a family, having an right. eight hour a day job right. and now trying to build, uh, you know, an empire online? So in the beginning, it was um, all in-house, uh, nothing outsourced for many, many years. Um, I had a lot of help from friend and family. My dad is quite passionately involved in it. My wife would, um, mm. she would help out a lot, the shipping and you know, managing uh, all the uh, online stuff. Um, so it wasn't too hard. Uh, only when it started getting too complicated with all these, we threw Amazon in the mix and now that I'm working remotely. So uh, part of me moving here was just to see if I can develop a team and um, leverage uh, them to help me out over here. Okay. Now, 2021, um, what was your uh, estimated gross sales uh, over all the, the platforms that you're selling on? So online? Uh, 2020, we were doing 600K just on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Was it on Amazon? Just on Amazon. Uh, okay. um, but I think we were hit hard by the... Um, the shipping price rise increases. The whole this whole COVID mm-hmm. situation, so it's dropped. Uh, we're we went back to 400k, but uh, okay. we're we were getting back, and it didn't help. That's when I was moving, so it was all I had to shift all of my processes. So we are gaining our foot back. We are doing a little bit more advanced planning as as the inventory goes, trying to order ahead in time. So we are on a trajectory, and if you know uh, things keep going this way, nothing else. We don't. Inshallah, we're supposed Inshallah. to say right. Inshallah. Is that, is that, see, so that, that, see, I learned. I learned things on my trips to uh, Pakistan. There, okay. perfect, absolutely. So we're looking to regain where we were uh, at at the start of the pandemic, and then start growing from there. Okay. Now you said you're getting, you know, getting close to the point. Yeah. Um, where you know the 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 income you're receiving or your profit, whatever you want to consider it, is going to match or exceed yeah. your day job. So, like, have you and your family talked about that yes. point? Like, what is it going to take? I mean, it's been, Abdul, it's been like nine years, all right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to hurry you or anything, but but uh, I'm just saying, you know, what is the point where you're like, you know what? Yeah. Um, I could probably scale this a lot faster if instead of giving it two hours a day, right. I go all in. Right. But, of course, you've got a family. You, you can't just like, oh, you know, when, when you're single, sure, you can let, let me just go jump in in this thing yes. and who knows. But, you know, you got a family, you got to maintain. So I understand that whole balance. So yeah. what have you and your family talked about? Is like, what do you have to, is it a certain number that you have to reach? Is it something else, just like a comfort level? I mean, like, what is it that's going to make you give up that uh, day job? It's a mix of everything. It's a comfort level or like Gina said, you just got to throw the towel in. And for us, probably it's just we have a few more kids who are about to graduate, few are about to enter college. And a few, wait, wait, wait. how many kids do you have? I've got five. <laughs> I've got oh five kids. <laughs> five. Okay. <laughs> it sounded like a little bit worse. Like, yeah, I got a few over here and a bunch over here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, but it does help. Uh, the living cost in Pakistan is it, it's much cheaper. So mm-hmm. uh, we're hoping this year, 2022, would be the year when will be i'll go solo okay um and uh, how, how about you uh gina for your for your is it are you still in the animal 
niche, pet niche? Mm -hmm. um, yes. Yeah. No, uh, so, so your, your brand there, uh, what, uh, about how much did you end 2021 uh, sales wise? Uh, so 2021, I think I ended right at like 105 K I think was, and that's, that was Amazon. Uh, that was all that was Amazon, Walmart, my own website, like the whole, mm -hmm. and, and that grew faster. Like I, I fell into the, it grew faster than I thought, um, problem. Um, cause you know, managing cash flow and reordering yeah. inventory, like it, it grew fast. And so I, I, I quit my job to do this three weeks before the country shut down for COVID. Mm. I thought I had made a mistake. Like I was really panicking. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I just quit my job and, and the country shutting down. Like what, what, what's happening. It ended up kind of being a blessing in disguise. Cause then everybody started ordering online and then everybody started yep, yep. order uh, ordering. They started adopting pets. And so I had just learned that the pet niche was an industry that um, w uh, really was tolerant of, of anything that happened to the economy. So in 2008, when we were kind of in a recession, the, the pet niche grew. Same thing with COVID, it grew. And so I was like, well, it's, it's kind of, you know, drought tolerant, so maybe I'll try it. And it, it, it just, it really grew. And so this, this um, my first year, I didn't launch until 2020 of April. And so that first year, not a full um, calendar year, was mm -hmm. I, it was right at 100k. And so I in gross just, sales, uh, yes. And, and okay, okay. Now, that, well, well, tell me though. I mean, like, I'm a you know you're 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 a big baller there. You know, seven, 20 years in this kind of industry. I'm assuming you know. Let's say you're making 20, 25 percent profit. Would would that be accurate to say? Or what was your yeah, profit margin? Yeah. Now, now that I'm 99 percent sure did not match whatever salary you exited. No. It so how, <laughs> how, how, how did that, like, did you have savings? Did you have a, a, a backup plan? Um, you know, your, your, your household, other than you made enough money so that it covered her. Cause you know, that, you know, if, if that would have happened to Abdul, you know, he might be living on his own right now. His wife would have been pretty upset, you know, like, yeah, give up your, your big day job for, for $20,000. So how did you manage that? Yeah. So it was, it was all of those things that you said. So, uh, savings, um, I had some credit cards that were, they had some large, um, uh, credit limits. And so that helped kind of fund the business to start it. And then also we're able to manage kind of our bills. Um, I fortunately have a partner who has a very well paying job, but also, you know, we got, uh, we were working four jobs in this house at one time because, um, Ooh. she's also working on her PhD. So we knew based on that salary and my savings plus credit card that we would be able to manage. And we gave ourselves a goal. I said, okay, in two years, I have to be making X amount so that at some point she's going to have to quit her full-time job and she's yeah. going to be a full-time therapist. And that's going to be pretty much a 50% salary cut. Um, uh. And then, and then student debt to pay back. So we just were kind of figuring out like two years from now, this is what I have to make um, bring take home wise to maintain this household well, then she transitions. So while she supports me in my transition from yep. corporate America to this, once I get to the place where um, I can support the households and vice versa, and then, you know, the goal is five, year, five years from now, she's in private practice or wherever she's at doing what she's doing, and she's fully licensed and is, is helping people. Um, yeah. as hey, guys, I hope you noticed something, you know, she's not making this up as she goes. So this is obviously something that they've talked about. They've been planning, you know, she could just come up with the, the, this plan because, you know, they put some, some thought into it. Uh, um, I'm not sure if, if she's put nine years of thought into it, like Abdul has, but, but <laughs> that's a, there's a common thing here, guys. I'm not trying to make fun of Abdul here, but you don't, I mean, some, yes, yeah, sometimes you guys hear stories about like, oh, I just like told my boss, 
you know, gave him the middle finger and said, I'm leaving this, take this job and shove it like that one song says, and I'm just going to go all in. I don't know what I'm going to do. And and then you hear about them, you know, making millions of dollars and then driving their Ferrari to their old boss's work and say, ha ha, I told you. <laughs> when you hear stories like that, guys, you know, hey, they exist. I've had a couple of those on the podcast, but yeah. don't think that's the best way always to do it. It's probably not the best way. The, the best way is to do it like Abdul and, and Gina ha, uh, have done it and actually have some kind of like long-term plan. And, and also you notice that there's a lot of uh, talks with significant others and, and, and even involving the children and their children's, you know, school. These are all important things that you guys need to think about. Those of you who are out there and you were in Abdul's or Gina's shoes before they were full into e-commerce and you guys have a day job out there. These are considerations you need to take. You know, yes, I know it can get really exciting to, to hear the next webinar or something like that and the Amazon experience. And it is a great opportunity, but don't get so excited that you just like go up and go in all half cocked and you have no plan uh, of action. That's, that's one like kind of like theme I'm seeing with, with both of you. And I, I really love that. Now, yeah. um, what about how's 20, uh, are we in 2022? Yeah, we're in 2022. Yeah. How's 2022 going for you? Like, do you have a, I know it's super, super early, but do you have a projected, you know, sales this year? Do you think you're going to double it? Do you think you're going to go more less? Yeah, no, hopefully it's, it's, I don't think it'll be quite double. Uh, my estimate is we'll probably end at about 150. Uh, yeah. uh, gross, um, just based on average sales and, um, it, it, how many, how many products is that? Uh, nine. Um, but okay. really it's, it's really an 80, 20, like two of them yep. do the lion's share and the other ones are kind of, kind of, uh, supplementary products that help, you know, with, with average order size and things like that. Now let's switch back to Abdul a, a little bit here. Now, Abdul, um, you know, you've been in the game for, for a number of years now, what are some of the biggest things that you've had to change with your strategy, you know, when Amazon changes something or, or just other, you know, like, like a, a terms of service change or, you know, just any times talk about, talk about all the times you, the biggest times you can remember that you've had to pivot uh, being an Amazon seller. So two major points I can think of in, in the beginning where I realized Amazon is not like running your own website. You know, you got to be on top of the customers. You got to be on top of the complaints you cannot take your time. So we were like hit, we had um, a few shutdowns because of that. Um, and the second most recent uh, time I we had to change was um, this whole um, logistic situation where A, I was moving, B, the logistic prices were going up, the shipment price from China. So we had to uh, come up with a, a systematic or a programmatic um, methodology of uh, for better forecasting, uh, looking at our past two, three month sales and forecasting three, four months, maybe more ahead and um, working closely with our suppliers and stuff that used to happen easily. Now it's much more expensive and it takes um, much more time and effort. So those are the two points I can think from the top of my head that I had to change to survive in this new world. Okay. Now, um, I definitely want to talk about, you know, being a Helium 10 Elite member. You know, sometimes people have the misconception that, and, and yes, it is true that there's a, a big majority of the Helium 10 Elite community are like, you know, seven, eight, nine figure sellers, you know, but you two were coming in as six figure sellers, you know, um, making a hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars a year. And 
why would you say it's been beneficial for you to be and uh, you know in the uh, elite program? Like, like, can you think of ways that it's you know some some strategies you you have learned that maybe you wouldn't have learned about, um, you know, if you were just trying to do it on your own? So um, it's just uh, being in the company of like-minded people. Uh, sometimes you don't even realize what you pick. Um, attending a webinar, attending a seminar is one thing, but that's one thing I used to love about coming all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast to the um, meetups, where it was a small group of people and you would have candid discussions. And I would pick up from where we left off, where we had um, Shagal, who's also in the uh, fragrance industry, in the oils industry, similar to my uh, perfumes, and we would exchange notes. Um, So it's stuff that happens not necessarily within the, the tool or within... It's the ecosystem that comes along with it that's been beneficial for me. Okay, excellent. What, what about you, Gina? Yeah, so I th- I think for me, um, because just the Amazon space as a seller of, of a brand is the newest part for me. So if I, I felt like I got a head start on all of e-commerce and you know building my own website and having process orders and all that. But the the little hiccups that happen that are the, the, the 10% of things that aren't that nobody can answer easily. So I got suspended for this or this, um, I have this problem on an ASIN, you know, try this, that community is kind of the upper echelon of people that either have had that experience or they know somebody who's had it, or, um, even just learning, um, some of the things when Kevin comes on once a month or whatever it is, his knowledge of what he's done, like that is very tailored information and people that I can ask specifically this one group, you can ask. And if they don't know, maybe somebody else knows or they'll find something. And it's not just not just Amazon, like even Carrie, um, as I've started Walmart, Walmart almost doubled for me this year. Like um, as soon as I changed to Walmart fulfillment services, like I, I started doing like a thousand dollars a month and I was doing like 200 a month. And it mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was like, oh, my God, like this channel's grown without trying. And so I, I need to pay attention to it and learning with they just launched that project W and I was like, Oh God, let me watch that. Cause maybe I'm missing something. Cause yeah. there's not a lot out there on Walmart. And so it, that's for me, the biggest thing that I've enjoyed is just asking those specific questions and people saying, giving you like specific answers without the sales pitch. Yeah. Like, there you go. I'm tired of the sales pitches from everybody who's mm-hmm. a guru or an expert and it's, I'm over it. Like I need somebody who's done it. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, go, going back to uh, Abdul here, you know, uh, Gina was just talking about selling on Walmart. What what platform are you only on Amazon USA? Are you on are you in any other Amazon in another um, you know country? Are you on Walmart? What what marketplaces are you on? Uh, mostly on Amazon, my own website, and my brother is running the same brand in the in Europe, so he has uh, his just the same setup. Uh, Amazon, the UK, and all the other European countries that come with it, and um, also he has his own website, and we share trademarks. Uh, we share products and uh, expertise uh, between each other. Okay, excellent. Now, um, you know, you you guys have been you know talking about strategies, whether you know it or not, and some of these strategies might be the most important of them all, and they're they're about the the planning and preparation and and how you transition from from day jobs to to Amazon and and mindset and and juggling family life and and things like that, which are all actually pretty important. Sometimes even more important than some of these other strategies, but. But I, I want to talk now just about you know how you got. Not everybody can scale to to 
over a hundred thousand dollars of sales from from zero. You know, which both of you 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 weren't given an Amazon business. You know, to to start with, you started it from scratch. So let's let's go back and forth here with our with our our thirty second tips or or strategies. So what are some just you know minor things? They don't have to be something that's like some super ninja hacking the algorithm kind of thing, but just some of the little things that you guys have done that you that made a noticeable impact in helping you, you know, reach the success uh, you have. Let's start with uh, Abdul for one, go back to Gina, and then we'll go back and forth a little bit. Um, probably uh, tighter uh, control on inventory. For example, we use uh, Shipping Easy. So I have inventory in FBA, FBM, some eBay, although not much, my own website. Or if someone comes to my warehouse in New Jersey and they pick up wholesale a thousand pieces, now suddenly I have to all of my other um, present or outlets need to know, oh, we don't have this product anymore. I don't want to sell and then having to explain to a customer. So start thinking about building your um, uh, integrations. Like as you grow, you're able to manage this. Yes, I'm, I sell one on eBay and I can go and just minus one on my website. But is it really scalable? Like Bradley, you said, like, you know, if I'm suddenly... Uh, shipping 200, 300, and you know, hopefully a thousand a day. Uh, I'm not going to have someone go and manually um, f- fix this inventory in all the places. Yeah. So, inventory is one example, but you really need to start looking at um, where and how you can automate things, how you can make your life easier. And for me, outsourcing was a, a must if I if I was were to grow. I was doing my own bookkeeping. End of at beginning of every month, we would change something and it would throw out our books for the last two months. And <laughs> I, I just couldn't do it. I would do my own Photoshop. I would, we would do everything. We learned everything, but we realized that we are stuck in the, um, in the things, uh, which we can easily give to someone else who knows what they're doing. Yes, we'll have to pay them. They're not, you know, they won't come free, but it will free us to expand our business, go and start looking at Walmart now, which is my next target or, you know, other regions. Okay. Now, real quick, I, I know we said we switched to Gina, but there was something you said there that I just wanted to, to kind of ask about. You know, you said, like, hey, sometimes you get wholesale orders, you know, a lot of yeah. a lot of pieces, little piece, doesn't matter. Like, how are you getting these whole, like, how do people find out about you to even ask, hey, yeah. I would be interested in wholesaling this product. I'm curious about that. Right. So before uh, my Amazon life, we did a lot of road shows and I still do them. I still travel and do very niche road shows around Northern America. I still have a loyal following of uh, people who buy it direct from my website and people who my old wholesale customers who have very particular needs and I um, cater for, to them. And I you know they some of them even become my uh, competitors. So they sell alongside. I, I have brand registry. So we have transparency. So only people who I authorize who have that transparency sticker can sell my product alongside me. So we, and it, it's always key to bring, somehow take your Amazon customer into your own ecosystem, have them to come into your many chat, into your, a mailing list or your own website and that's a fine line you have to uh, tread where how do you do it and stay within amazon's uh terms of service by by like roadshow you mean like you know 
like are we talking about the fragrance um yeah so, industry right. so is it like you you look for like conferences and shows Correct. for Correct. and then you exhibit you yes. you, you bring a, a like ah okay and then so when you when you exhibit there are you 100% sending people to your website are you also showing your your you've got an amazon store what do you do about that uh in the road shows or when i'm one on one it's always my website and amazon mm-hmm. i use as a leverage where i say look this thing if a wholesale customer wants social proof I show them my Amazon numbers like, okay, this product is this ex- so expensive because it's selling, it's doing this much on Amazon. So it, I use Amazon as a leverage, but in, in these roadshows, I've spent time and effort. I don't want to just take all that investment of time and money and just send it to Amazon, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hey, that, that, that's, a, that's an interesting concept. I think you might be one of the first person who's, who's mentioned this about, but I, I used to do that, you know, with like uh, baseball cards and different things I would set up, you know, um, back in the day. Uh, I don't, uh, I need to start doing that again. I, I have too much here, too much money invested in baseball cards. I need to uh, yeah. get rid of some of them, but, but people don't think about it. I mean, there are conferences and, and um, shows, collectible shows and, and for every industry, you know, the, I know there's a big one in Vegas every year for that, the pet industry. I forgot what it's called. Um, it's, it's a huge one. I, yeah, yeah, zoo, the zoo, the zoo one. Yeah, yeah. Um, super zoo. Yeah. Super zoo. That's it. That's it. I, I think I, I was looking into that uh, one time. And and so that that's something, yeah, I don't know why I never thought about that, uh, to talk about that. But if you guys are in a niche where there is some kind of, you know, place where you can exhibit at, then, you know, take advantage. And, you know, could you send people to Amazon? Yes. But, you know, like Abdul says, now now you're giving Amazon the, the 15% and, and everything mm-hmm. else. So if you, if you can actually have your own website set up before then, um, or, and your own warehouse where you can even have people, people just pick up, you know, like you said, um, that could be something to look into. All right, that, that's good. Now let, let's, uh, go, go to Gina. What are a couple, uh, tips or strategies, um, you can give us that, that have helped you along the way. It's kind of my SEO, um, philosophy. If you can, if there's a hundred things you can do right for SEO that you can rank correctly, try to do as many right as you can. And so that's what I did for my website. And that's what I did for my Amazon listings. Like make sure your title is correct. Your keywords are, you know, your pictures are what they're supposed to be. Try to do as many things as you can and then turn it on. And that's, that was my philosophy is just kind of, you know, keep it simple, stupid, right? Just start with the small stuff and then start to launch. So then I launched Google ads, pay, uh, Amazon ads, and just try to stair step it. So you hired somebody to help you like drive out, you know, uh, ranking um, in Google and things like that for your Amazon business? or, uh, or No, you stuck- for for my own website. Yeah. For your own website. Oh, so I didn't. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you actually have your own website for your your Amazon brand as well. Oh yeah, that was the first thing I built. Like that's ah, that was. Okay. You know, I kind like I said, I come from e-commerce. So my ultimate yeah, goal yeah, was okay. like, it's cheaper. Um, like get the if I could get every Amazon customer I had and bring them to my website, then that's going to be more profitable for me in sure. the long run because I don't have to pay mm-hmm. the, the referral fee, right? And so how that's are you the fulfilling those? Goal. Um, so either F, 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 fulfillment by Amazon, um, Walmart fulfillment, or I ship out of my house too. So I, I have a pretty good relationship with our mailman that I put in the online form. And if I've got packages that go, because um, we've got those mailboxes where you have to go to and open a key and all that stuff and nothing fits in there. So I'd have That's to Texas. actually take them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. He just says, text me, you know, put in your form online, but text me and I'll come by your house and I'll pick them up. So I have like a little you know, mm-hmm. bucket set up and he comes when I text him and send the form and picks up my packages. And I might have one, one day and I might have 10 another day. So it just depends, you know, it's, it's cyclical in, in ways. 
Um, so, so do you manufacture your products in USA, China, or where's your, your products coming from? Yeah. So that was one of kind of my strategic things that I decided from the get-go was that I only wanted to have products that were made in the USA. Um, mm. One, to have that as a, as a, a selling point. And then two, uh, for cases like COVID or uh, delivery price increases, things falling off of a boat, like I didn't want to deal with any of that. So I said, okay, I'm only going to find manufacturers in the United States. And how, that how was did you part do of that? My- was it a website that you, you use or like you just, just Google or how? That, that's a common question. I mean, I know you can even use Alibaba to actually find U.S. manufacturers, but how did you personally do it? Um, both. So I, I did Google. I tried to find um, manufacturers that were private label and trying to find within the pet industry. Uh, my biggest thing was when you're starting out, they their minimum order quantities, their MOQs are huge. And so it's like, oh, my God, like I've got to put in this much just for one SKU. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did kind of a mix. I found one where there's huge amount. It's I say huge, but it's relative, right? for one, my bestseller, but then my, my supplemental, those are, um, no minimum order quantities. So I, I do both and it, it's, it works out better. And I, I just went on Google. i found, um, kind of like the associations that, um, that run your industry. So if it's, um, I don't know, in the, in the pet industry, if it's like the, uh, uh, the people who govern, um, they have shows. And when you go to the show's website to, to register, there's always a exhibitor list and you click on the exhibitor list and here's all the people that are going to have a booth at the show. So if I can't actually attend the show, at least I know here's all the companies. And so I would go and I would click on every single one. I would see who was in the United States, who manufactured in the United States. I visited um, facilities and then worked out terms and found uh, really two companies that manufacture for me that um, I really, they're smaller, they're not huge, but they, they've worked with me really well. And, and I, I can appreciate that. Like I'm, I'm, a loyalty type person. Like if you're loyal to me, I'm totally loyal to you. And, you know, I'll, I'll give you the shirt off my back. You know, if you help me, I'm going to help you in whatever way that I can. It doesn't even have to be business wise. You know, once, once you get into my circle, you're in my circle, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and so that, that's what I did Google and, and, and research and trying to find who does what, how much is it going to be? Who's going to help? What can I afford? Um, are, are you one of the only ones then in your niche that is made in USA is most others made in, in India or China or things like that? Um, it depends on the product. So kind of in the pet supplement space, there's a lot of manufacturers in the United States. When you get into like the raw meat, like jerkies and things like that, a lot of it is China or um, there's some in Mexico. Um, I found United States only because I, I wanted to have all products that were yeah. natural for one. So no preservatives or anything like that. And then I wanted made in, made in the United States, not for anything other than like, why not? Like, you know, I, yeah, it could be cheaper, but I can pay somebody here for whatever. I mean, that's they make a selling point. You know, that's a, and, that's a, you know, there's some people who just search for it, like, Hey, I only want made in USA. And so you yeah. would have an advantage over the competition in that. Okay. Yep. And, and I'm like sure you, you don't have to worry about all these, uh, import, import shipping prices and five month, uh, shipping delays that other, it, some of yeah, us are that, having to deal with. That, that didn't hit me. Um, the thing that hit me the most was the, um, the storage limits at Amazon. Yeah. What about you, Abdul? Where are you manufacturing? So, um, just going back to Gina's point, you have to keep your mailman happy. I think my mail people, <laughs> my mail people, because I'm in fragrances, he was the best-selling mailman in the town. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I a good point. I manufacture in China, um, but a lot of my fragrances and oils they're Oriental. Uh, they come from the Middle East. But uh, what I'm doing now is I'm also to make 
myself if I wasn't busy enough. Uh, I'm manufacturing <laughs> in Pakistan too, just because to a diversify Chinese prices go up, uh, Chinese New Year hits you, and you know suddenly the logistics or, mm-hmm. or the shipping prices are high from China. We can. Um, I have parallel products. I'm making the same item made in China and made in Pakistan. And just so that I don't run out, I might run out of one ASIN, but I have a parallel ASIN which keeps going. So that's um, work in mm, progress. Hopefully this year I'll have my, I think within over the next week, two weeks, I'll have my first small item hitting Amazon uh, made in Pakistan for the first time. Cool. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, interesting. Interesting. You see, like usually we just do these tips and then that's it. But then like there is, as you guys were selling, saying your tips, all these other uh, side things that are coming up. And I, I like yeah. that. I love it. So we were able to learn a lot from you guys. Um, it's a great, you know, I love having people that, um, you know, nobody uh, has heard of, you know, outside of our elite group, you know, like, uh, and, and I know Gina was, seems to be semi-famous celebrity in the nineties <laughs> in, in the sports world, but, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but, but, the point is that, you know, if you're listening out there, you know, yes, it, it, we definitely love to hear from the Kevin Kings, the Tim Jordans and Brandon Youngins and the celebrities of the world. But we can still learn a lot from also, you know, just networking with other regular Amazon sellers. I myself learned a whole bunch, you know, from, from this today. And, and you know, I have in the past, you know, from from Gina and Abdul. So so make sure to, to network, guys. You know, we, we have the Prosper Show, um, you know, that was here. And then we have a big, uh, huge uh, Helium 10 sell and scale show that will be in September. There's conferences all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. I, I met, uh, I met uh, Abdul. We, we hung out at a, at a conference in Pakistan in Lahore of all places, you know, so it doesn't matter what country in the world, there are Amazon meetups and things, whether they're virtual or in person. And I highly recommend going to these meeting people. I've told you guys this a million times, you know, there's people I met at my very first Amazon uh, conference, you know, back in 2015, 2016, that to this day, are still in my network. Um, a couple of them, you know, ended up working at Helium 10, you know, even years later. So you, you never know what, what making these kind of connections and, and you could learn a lot from, from sellers of, of any level because we're all serious, uh, serious sellers, like, like our catchphrase uh, says. So uh, I wish you guys the best of success. Uh, congratulations so far on all your, all you've been able to uh, achieve. It's very inspiring. And, and definitely in 2023, I want to reach out to you and see, you know, what you're able to scale to, Gina, and see if Abdul finally quit his day job. We'll see and uh, and um, see how you guys are doing. But uh, I'm sure I'll be seeing y'all in in person, hopefully at one of these events coming up. All right, thank you guys, and we'll see you later.